Welcome to Well. I'm your host, Tracy Fredkin, founder of SoCal Moms and the SoCal Wellness Retreat. Join me as I chat with Southern California's leading experts in women's health, family health, nutrition, modern medicine, and the mind-body connection. We'll be vetting new trends, curating practical alternatives for today's busy modern woman to keep herself and her family healthy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Well. Thank you for joining me again today. I'm here and joined by Dr. Ashley Beckman. She's a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and she creates custom healing plans for her clients to transform their health naturally. Dr. Beckman last spoke with us at the SoCal Wellness Retreat. And at that time, we were talking a lot about food as medicine. And I think we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. But we want to welcome you first. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for coming. We're excited to chat with you today. I wanted to start by having you tell us a little bit just generally about your practice, how you work with clients, the sort of different elements of your treatment plans and how you help people. Sure. Um, I'm excited to be here today too. So thank you. Um, yeah, so I work with people in a lot of different ways. Generally, my passion is really helping moms kind of get back to balance as much as possible after having kids. It's not easy. And pretty much all of my friends, um, you know, we all have different issues after having kids. And so to me, there are always a lot of easy things that we can do. There's lab tests to kind of figure out what's going on because, even though there is a certain level of fatigue and exhaustion that's involved once you have kids, um, it's not always normal and often it can be helped. And there are a lot of things that usually can be done to really help the situation. So um, I love combining functional medicine labs uh, with nutrition. I run epigenetics panels on people too that test your genetics to see what's going on in regards to the right foods to eat, um, the right supplements, um, how someone is predisposed to certain diseases, um, but mostly basically along prevention lines. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I work with people virtually, um, especially now, but I'm not in my office anymore. And so I work with all my clients via you know, phone and Skype and Zoom. So in the past, did they come in and do like labs with you? Like would, would they have in the past come to see you personally and then there would be a physical piece of the treatment and can it all be done via Zoom now? Or like, how does that work in COVID times or has it changed like what you can or can't treat? Um, no, I had been slowly progressing my practice online anyway. This was mm-hmm. just extra push for it to be hundred percent online. Yeah. So um, I'm no longer in an office doing acupuncture per se. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have some house calls for patients and things like that. But everything I do um, regarding nutrition and labs is all done remotely. So the labs literally just get sent to your house. Super easy. Um, and it doesn't usually involve a blood draw or anything like that. So really. Oh, really? Okay. So it's a kind of lab that you can do. Literally, you could take the samples at home is what you're saying. Yeah. So the two I pick predominantly, one is a urine sample. So Mm -hmm. very easy and also really great for kids. If you have kids that have anxiety or gut issues, things like that, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of them do now, 
And, and then the other is a finger prick of a blood test. So again, both done at home, the lab gets shipped directly to you and then FedEx can come and pick it up. That's interesting. So you can, so I take it, you do like an intake or an an initial consult and then determine how to do it. And then they can take the labs. And then from there, you'll use that information to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Create the program based on their needs and the length of time. Um, My main thing really and really passion is finding the root causes of issues and diseases. You know, a lot of us have autoimmune issues or thyroid or Hashimoto's, but there's usually always a root cause. So if you just keep treating the symptoms, you don't actually figure out why your body's reacting um, and you have an autoimmune condition or you have certain issues, but there's always something that's kind of like at the top. And usually it might be a couple layers of things, depending on how complicated your case is, but, mm-hmm. you know, just treating certain symptoms, you're going to be doing that forever. And it's never really going to fix the problem. And you feel a lot of what you then do in terms of the functional side, once you've done sort of the diagnostic piece is look at ways to incorporate then food or supplements or, or different different herbs or those are the types of treatments that people would then get on with you. Is that, is that sort of correct in terms of level of detail? Okay. Yeah. And so is it, how do you decide, like, how do people figure out what's the right program for them? Does everyone go through the same path in terms of doing a consult, doing all the testing, and then they get an individualized plan from there? Or how do you figure out sort of what the right thing is and what the issue is? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I do offer a complimentary call just for us to kind of chat for me to get a brief history to see if it's something that I can help with. Uh, Then someone books a consult. It's 45 minutes. And then from that, I determine what labs to order. And then they usually take about three weeks to come back. And and then I create a program that would be specific to what comes back from the labs. And if someone can't do the labs, there's other ways to kind of gather information through questionnaires and things. But um, those are my, it's my favorite if you can get them because I love to see data and really see what's there and see what changes. Mm-hmm. And are you seeing like an increase in certain conditions or, (laughs) you know, different issues now that people are at home all the time? And just obviously there's all the stress related to COVID um, and having your kids at home and working and all of that. But has it sort of changed? I mean, do you, are you, is it quick enough? Are conditions popping up quick enough just from like the last six months of the stress of all of this? Or is it stuff that was already latent, you think, and there that just gets exacerbated? Or like, what does that look like now? Sure. I think there's both. So um, a lot of people have gone, you know, a few different ways. There's a, a whole lot more anxiety than was previous, I would say. Um, generally, people who didn't even have anxiety, it's kicked up quite a bit. I think there's a phase now where people, you know, maybe aren't checking the news quite as much or like excessively how it was in the beginning, which I think is healthy for people not to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that's a little bit better, but um, you know, because this has to do with kind of your safety and feeling um, healthy and being scared for your health, it kind of hits at people's core values and makes them really nervous. Mm -hmm. So a lot of anxiety for sure. So then that kind of kicks up for people, some mental health issues too, some depression and anxiety. 
Um, and people forget that that has also a lot of effect by what you're eating. So, you know, a ton of people have been eating, implementing more desserts and ice cream and things like that for themselves and their kids. Mm -hmm. And um, so that part has kind of made things a bit worse in some regards. Yeah. Um, but then you get a bunch of the people too that, you know, now they're actually cooking food at home. And so a lot of the ones that are more sensitive to different types of diets and foods, I feel like some of those things are improving because some people are really eating cleaner diets. Um, but it just goes both ways, you know, then there's still a bunch of people that are just indulging a bit more. Yeah. Are there, do you think, how quickly do you see people get better? Like, especially like, let's say COVID is driving your anxiety or, you know, you've been at home and you haven't been exercising and eating well, and it's, it's caused these things. I mean, how much work time sort of is it to fix, quote unquote, fix or treat, you know, some of these things? Is it, can you start to dial back your anxiety pretty quickly given like the situational changes um, can you talk a little bit sort of about that? Yeah. I think for sure, because the thing is, is we have all of these habits every day and basically a lot of people have had certain habits change just, you know, pretty quickly like that. A lot of people got a lot of stress out by going and exercising outside of the house, you know what I mean? And not even just running outside or walking outside, which is what people are doing more of now, but, you know, hot yoga is gone or yoga class is gone, things like that, that really helped a lot of, especially moms that I know and myself, you know, I miss that. But, um, you know, we have all of these habits that make a huge difference. And I think as long as people can rechange those patterns, um, you can see a shift pretty quickly. Um, that's why I think it also kind of went downhill so quickly for people. So, um, it's really important though, you know, food is one piece, exercise is a piece, your mindset is a piece, um, you know, spending time with your kids is a, is a piece, but again, you know, they're not getting the same outlets that they had either. So it's kind of hard on the whole family or each individual to kind of deal with the new reality of everyone being home. I mean, not everyone is, but you know what I mean? A lot more than they used to be. Yeah. And the situations are just quite different. So I do you have change. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, what I was gonna say is do you have like it sounded like you kind of started to talk about it, but like sort of some fundamental pieces of like, you know, you need to oh, look yeah. at diet, you need to look like these are like the five yeah. foundational pieces to look at and maybe short tips or things that yeah. people can be thinking about. Yeah. So sleep is really crucial. I know that people don't um, always, you know, we forget about some of these, again, like core foundational things that really mm -hmm. are really crucial. So if ideally you would get to bed by 10, if you can't do that, um, 11 is crucial. If when people are getting to bed past midnight, your cortisol goes up, which is your stress hormone, because your body doesn't realize you know, it thinks that you're awake for a reason that is that something is dangerous is happening because you shouldn't be awake. So your body starts to secrete extra cortisol, which helps you, unfortunately, makes you gain weight around your abdomen. And then it just throws off your sleep cycle. So sleep is really crucial for many things. 
Um, the other thing is hydration. You know, a lot of people forget they don't drink enough water. Um, this often happens even more when you're home. So um, that's a really big piece. The right foods, again, it, it might not be the same for everybody. I think everybody is quite different in their needs. Um, I work on a lot though, getting sugar out of people's diet as much as possible, mm -hmm. because really there's no need for that. It actually just only causes bad things except for, you know, temporary fun. So, yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of really good ways to swap out things and, you know, make good, healthy choices for the kids too. Mm -hmm. see what else movement was crucial, even if it's just getting out walking. And then of course, mindset's really crucial. So uh, there's some really cute little kids gratitude journals. I like the five minute, um, called five minute journal. That's an easy one. And just making sure that your mindset's in a really good spot because it's really crucial and it shows a huge effect that that actually helps repattern the cells for change. So um, you can get stuck in these negative thought patterns and that actually even lowers your immune system. So right now everyone should be ideally focusing on the things that boost your immune system. And so even stress and, you know, watching the news or watching something sad, those all damper that. Those are all really good tips. It's interesting. I was just talking, I have a new baby. He okay. is, um, yeah, he is like 11 weeks old and I was just talking about sleep. And so I was wondering, it's interesting if it's the same, cause they were sort of talking about how the most restorative sleep for him like starts at 10. And I mean, I'm trying to put him to bed at like seven, but just that like, actually they were recommending, like, don't dream feed him and a, and a bunch of stuff because it's so important for him to like, get this sleep from 10 to two. Yeah. And so I was curious, you know, you think about their sleep, but it's same, the same for you, right? Like I try and go to bed at nine 30 ish. Um, yeah. and so I, you know, when you notice a huge, there's a huge difference there um hours before midnight are extra recuperative so that's why ideally if you got two hours or you know especially 9 30 is even better um but if you can get those hours before midnight they're extra recuperative so i always tell all my patients i would much rather you go to bed an hour earlier uh and wake up earlier than you know stay up late working and then try to sleep in there's really no catching up on sleep like people think of it's it's just very detrimental. So it's really, really important to make sure and get those hours. And that's especially too, when your body kind of resets and detoxes and things like that from the whole day of everything that you're going through emotionally and physically. Yeah. It's like when I obviously am not sleeping as much as I would like, yeah. but you know, there it's interesting because there is like a huge difference because I'm woken up every night. Right. But when I go to sleep and like what times I'm getting woken up and sort of how that works affects how I feel the next day very much. So I've noticed that a lot lately after returning to no sleep, <laughs> which I haven't had to deal with in a long time. Uh, but so, but it's been interesting to sort of, to watch that and then to learn about sleep again, you know, from a baby's perspective, I assume you're, it sounds like you're treating yeah. adults and yeah. kids. Is that right? So this covers sort of, since they're obviously kids are having similar challenges, I think they in are. Ways right now. And a family system, I assume too, sort of 
whatever you implement for yourself, it needs to sort of flow downwards as well. Right. And they, you know, they absorb a lot of our habits too. So it's really crucial if possible to implement something that's healthy and promotes health as opposed to we have all these habits that, you know, we have and don't really wish we had, like we were on our phone a little too late or it's the last thing you do where you know that it's not good for you. So, but the kids are mirroring those and we'll pick them up. But what's nice is the kids, there are a lot of things that are pretty easy and they seem to kind of bounce back and, you know, there's easier things I feel like that they feel a great effect from, but food is one essential oils. I use homeopathy a lot with kids, um, just really gentle, easy remedies that are safe and effective for them, but they need sleep. You know, we, I think we let them stay up late sometimes and things like that, but Mm -hmm. they don't really bounce back either. (laughs) You know what I mean? In the same way. So, you know, they get cranky and you wonder why. And, um, you know, but it's, again, it's that sort of advice of they're either hungry or tired. And I feel like it's the same with adults, but especially with kids. Yeah, I know. I find with my own son is that it's never, he doesn't really ever sleep in. He's never slept in, but like the later he goes to bed, it's not like he's going to sleep in later or, and then however many nights that goes on, the longer it goes on, you know, the worse, the worse it gets. And I think it's harder now because they're on technology all day, which like in the past we would never have allowed. Like we were like a very um, you know, my kid was at school like all day and then he went to sports. And so he really just never had time to, you know, an hour of TV at night when he got home and that was really it. And so this like fluctuation to like eight hours of technology is just crazy for, for them. Um, so I find, but that's hard. It's hard to like, then what's your sort of reset? Cause like, you know, like he likes an hour of TV at the end of the day or, but it just is so much and it just gets harder and harder. I feel like to get them out of the house and to get back into more positive routines and then to go to sleep on time. That's why I say every night, I'm like, why are we going to sleep late? when like we've been home all year, we didn't even go anywhere. It's not like we went out to dinner or we had anything to do, but you just find yourself at the end of the day. Um, I'm not sure. It's got, it's definitely a hard thing to manage. It is. And it's odd because it feels like it should be easier to manage than it is like you're saying, but um, the schedules I think are pretty important and the body really thrives on schedules, but yeah, it's like the schedules have sort of been thrown out the window but then we're still needing to, you know, meet certain deadlines and the kids have school and it's very structured and whatnot, but it's like structured, but not structured. So it's yeah. hard on the body. And, and again, the mental health for kids and adults is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I know you talked a little bit about, you know, new moms or becoming a mom, you know, there's obviously a transition when you become a mom, either for the first time or have additional kids with your hormones and not sleeping and all of these things. Like, do you feel that like, even if you, you know, were healthy when you had the baby or like, were on a good sort of track that like, there are key things that you can be doing then sort of like after you have the baby, when you have all these crazy hormones and all this stuff going on to like get back to sort of a good level. And I mean, I also know like for myself, I stopped taking a lot of 
supplements and a lot of the stuff that I was doing before I got pregnant. Then I stopped while I was pregnant. And then you kind of, after the baby trying to figure out like, should I be taking more vitamin D or should I do this or should I do that? And you're breastfeeding and all of it. So yeah, there's, um, there's definitely different transitions for sure. And, uh, normally I would say too, acupuncture is really good to help with that. You know, it's hard to get away when you have a new baby. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely finding someone who's really knowledgeable to make sure you're on the right supplements can really help. And then again, making sure and getting some blood work to make sure that your labs are okay and that something hasn't really fluctuated quite a bit, especially just even something as simple as iron and ferritin. You know, a lot of women after pregnancy, their ferritin and iron levels go very low. And so it can be a simple fix, but at the same time, people feel horrible when it's low. And it, there's a difference in labs, like with functional medicine between the normal range and optimal. Optimal, you're probably in the higher 80% of the range, but anytime you go to the doctor, they're going to say you're normal, even if you're at the very low end of the range, which for almost all women, you would feel completely exhausted if that was your level. So it's the same with thyroid and, um, even adrenals. So Again, we, I look a lot at the different ways to support moms and women and, this, and even nursing moms. And there's ways to take things that are helpful that aren't going to harm breast milk or, you know, change anything too much. Yeah. Well, it seems like for moms, I think there's a lot of transition points, right? Yeah. Where like whatever you're doing before you can't do or stopped working or things changed because, you know, some major life event happened where that's like an important time to sort of reset and go back and do the labs and, and do a consult and try and figure out, okay, well, here's where I am now. And, you know, here's what's changed, um, and can make a big difference. I think. Um, yeah. And, and I would say people, and especially moms too, and I was the same way, you know, you wait way too long. You wait until you're really exhausted, run down, um, and it's better and easier to help fix a situation earlier on than later, as opposed to just getting more and more depleted. Because even though it's one of the best things, breastfeeding is is potentially draining and, you know, um, you just need to be nourished and supplemented in certain ways. If it's with food, with certain things that are safe for breastfeeding, there's just a lot of different things that can be done. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You touch on an important point that I know we touch on a lot at wellness, which is sort of the preventative aspect of things versus, Mm -hmm. you know, treatment and sort of diagnostic after there's a problem. Um, And I think, you know, it's interesting just to think about, about your health in, in terms of an ongoing effort, right. Regardless of like, if you're feeling terrible or you have a good day or a bad day, or you feel like you're managing it, but like being looking at it in more of a preventative thing where you have checkpoints, right. Where you say, I'm going to check in and look at my health before I try and get pregnant, like before I try and get pregnant, you know, while I'm pregnant now I've had a baby and I'm tired or I'm in the middle of COVID and, you know, I'm feeling off or whatever it is, but having certain checkpoints beyond just like an annual appointment with the general practitioner, right. right. Where you're looking at your health, which I think a lot of us just sort of got conditioned to this idea that like once a year you go to the doctor, right. You make sure nothing's like wrong, wrong. And then (laughs) that's sort of how it works. 
Um, yeah, but I no, think you're speaking towards that. Yeah. Yeah. My big thing is prevention. Most people don't come to me, you know, in order to prevent or to optimize, that's kind of my favorite thing. Um, and that's especially where the genetics comes in that I love because I can kind of help pinpoint and kind of take the guesswork out of certain things of like the right foods and supplements and things that could pop up. But most likely everyone comes, you know, when there's layer upon layer of things going on. And so you need to then peel those back and kind of put everything together and figure out the best plan. Mm -hmm. But that's not usually when we do those things. So I know you do seasonal detoxes. So can you tell us a little bit about that, what that means, how that works? I usually do um, seasonal detoxes every season. I think that's really important. Um, Mm -hmm. Detox is really important to me. But again, you know, it's not what people see. Like, you know, I talk to patients. They're like, oh, no, I'm okay. I did, you know, this cleanse for three days. (laughs) So, um, you know, we have years and years of things going on. And so it takes a long time actually to get them out properly. But if you implement certain facts or like certain things every season, which is just the natural time to kind of change the foods you're eating and um, again, take some more cleansing foods and supplements, that helps the process. But again, there's some very good targeted ones that people need based on whatever might be going on with the system. So, And when you say seasonal, is that tied at all to like, is that like tied to the actual seasons? Like it's winter, so you're going to be low in vitamin D or, you know, or is it just sort of like every quarter you should do this? Yeah. So there's different foods that would be in season and those are that way for a reason. So it's good mm-hmm. to implement those and eat that way. So kind of in the summer, it's summer and spring, it's easier to eat lighter and more salads and juice. Um, I'm not a big fan of juice, but, um, you know, vegetables and fruit and things like that. But in the winter, you should be implementing more of the root vegetables and warm and nurturing. And even though we're in California, it still has a a place in what we do. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking it's like fall. It feels like it doesn't feel like fall, but you know, it's fall and it makes me want to make soup, (laughs) but but it's so hot that I'm not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> but I was like, you know, cold soups. I just, you start to think about it, right? It's like a seasonal thing that you crave, yeah. I feel so like. The body knows basically too when things are changing and when you should kind of be transitioning to some other types of foods. Okay. So one of the other questions that we want to talk about a little bit today, and I think you touched on it briefly earlier was about immunity, right? Everybody's thinking about their health because of COVID-19 and now we're headed into the fall. And so there's sort of an added layer of, oh my God, what if I get sick? And then I'm going to think it's COVID and hopefully it's not and all of that. So um, there's obviously a lot of natural ways we can work on boosting and building our immunity Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what you recommend? Sure. Um, So one of the first things to do, which people overlook, overlook is reducing sugar in your diet. So again, people have kind of had it sneak in and it is really important to monitor that and try to at least switch over to unrefined sugars. Uh, The other thing is for adults, there's been a lot of people that have been drinking a lot more. So ideally kind of rein that in. Um, there are some ways to have a better option. So there's dry farm wine, which is one that I recommend to my patients, low sugar, 
Mm-hmm. And, but there are definitely a lot of supplements that I recommend to people. Again, everything really should be customized to each person because we all have unique needs. Um, but zinc is something that can be very important. Uh, elderberry is used quite often and kids love it. Um, I use something called Pro Boost, which are, it's a little immune boosting powder. So it's kind of good for kids. And I use liposomal vitamins. So that's basically just kind of like a liquid form of a vitamin that's easily absorbed. So they, I use a form of B vitamin that way and C. So a lot of C is not created equal. So a lot of those packets generally have a lot of sugar and most of that C is all synthesized in the lab. So that's not the C you want. You want really good quality C. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I use something called cat's claw. That's an antiviral, very important. And glutathione. Glutathione is a really good one to help support the lungs. So again, nobody needs to take all of these things and can be customized to each person. But I'm well, that's, a, that's a good point. So that's what I was going to say. I was going to like interrupt you for one minute and just say, yeah. don't take everything. Cause this is the lesson that I've learned that I think is where your expertise comes in, right? Is that one, all supplements are not created equal, right? So if you're going to go get even vitamin D or vitamin C, whether it's for you or for your kids, having someone recommend to you, these are the brands that I would use, what you take when, like I've learned things about taking things in the morning or taking things at night or taking things together or not taking them together. But like, these are all the types of things that you can help customize that again, go back, I feel like to preventative health and thinking about here's a system that's easy to implement in your home that can work for you that helps boost your immunity, boost your health. Um, I think goes back to your detox program too, which you'll obviously be starting for the fall related to then working in the foods and the things that you should be focused on in that way. Right. So, I mean, I think that's an important point that having expert advice about a lot of this stuff is makes it much better for you than just running out and grabbing all this stuff and taking it and then being like, is it working? Is it not? Or I didn't see results from this. Right. Um, I just think that's an important time. People come to me and, you know, maybe they even bought something at Costco, like all kinds of things. And I'm, you know, I just reiterate the fact that it's really important. The quality is really crucial. And again, um, you don't want to just take something for all kinds of symptoms. Otherwise you'd be taking so many products. So that's another thing I do often with people is kind of create just like a little supplement plan for the family. Um, that's an easy little appointment. Sometimes people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I have some of my favorite brands and picks on my either Instagram um, link. And then the same, anyone can always contact me and I can send you an email that has kind of my favorite things for right now too. Great. So that's an important point. I want to, one, I want to thank you for being here and sharing this wealth of knowledge with us today and sort of getting into the details on a lot of these really important things for families to understand. But I think obviously we want them to be able to follow up with you so they can follow you where, how do they follow you at? Dr. Ashley Beckman or yeah. Uh, Yeah. So my website is drashley.com, just Mm D-R-A-S-H-L-E-Y and or on Instagram, Dr. Ashley Beckman. That's pretty easy. You can always book a free consult too. 
Right. So they can pick up some good advice following you and, you know, getting knowledge that way, but then they can obviously book a consult and it, you have all of these micro programs. It sounds like where you could do different things with people that make sense. So if they want to do the immunity, if they have a larger problem, if it's specific to kids or adults, um, you know, they can figure out with you what the right system is. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, well, thank you again. That was really helpful. We appreciate you taking the time today. We know um, it's a busy life these days. <laughs> if it wasn't busy enough already, um, and you know, we're looking forward to talking with you more in the future. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ashley, for joining us today and for your insights into building our health more naturally. Make sure to check out her fall programs that's going on right now to maximize your immunity to flu and cold season. And thank you to everyone for listening to this season of Well. We're excited to continue the conversation with Wellness Wednesdays on Instagram at SoCal Moms. We also hope to see you back for the annual SoCal Wellness Summit coming up in early 2021.